Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Good day, good day, good day, everyone. A bright sunny day in Ottawa for another Jurassic Views podcast. Today I'm going solo, which which may make sense on a number of levels. Uh, I kind of feel like Kyle Lowry without Fred Van Vliet. I know that Kyle Lowry has been without OG and Pascal. Uh, unfortunately, my my running mate, my uh, other PG at the helm here on Jurassic Views, is busy. Uh, a day filled with meetings. Uh, I probably kept him up way too late last night, uh, celebrating my birthday. Very kind of Zaya to uh, to give me a, a nice party of sorts, uh, a pandemic party. Um, very small, very simple, but but uh, heartfelt nevertheless. Uh, hey, here we are, everybody, with uh, yet another loss. I believe this is five losses in a row with the loss in Chicago last night. It's tough. It's uh, it's tough to comprehend a Raptors team playing this poorly for such a long stretch of time. We've lost five in a row, as I mentioned. I believe we are now seven of our last eight games we've lost, so one in seven. That kind of stretch just hasn't happened since the 2012-2013 year. Uh, Kyle Lowry's first year, actually, with the team. Uh, but we still have a ton of talent, despite having... Uh, a global pandemic, being in Tampa Bay, so having road games for every single uh, game this season, uh, despite not being able to access uh, fans in Toronto uh, in person, um, we still have a great team. We have one of the toughest schedules in the league. I think overall between the two halves, we have the seventh toughest schedule um, we have back-to-backs coming up. We've just gone through uh, three games that were supposed to be, an, it was supposed to be an easier part of the schedule. And because of the injuries or uh, protocols due to the pandemic, uh, they weren't easy games. In fact, uh, they were easy games for the opposition, not for us. Uh, so it's tough. It, it's um, something we haven't seen. It's confusing. Um, so what can we say? Well, we've got to find our feet, right? We've got to find our grounding. Um, and in the words of a great musician, a legendary musician, we are sending out an SOS now looking for OG, uh, Pascal, Fred and and even Malachi Flynn would have helped in these last three games, 
Patty McCaw, uh, guy just gets back from injury, and here he is again, off um, of no fault of his own. Um, what can we say? Uh, we got a long way to go. Uh, there's still, you know, about 34 games left, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, I believe that's, that's the right amount of games that we have left. We have a number of games in Tampa, so that's got to help, despite there being a lot of back-to-backs. We still have a number of weaker Eastern Conference teams to play. I'm still of the belief that Chicago and even New York are weaker teams. We play both of them twice. Uh, We've got the Detroit Pistons twice, uh, and that's actually our next game. Hoping, fingers crossed, that the Lord provides and that we get our players back. If we do, here, here are my thoughts and here, here's a prediction. I will give some predictions today. Zai is not a big prediction guy, but I will give some predictions. I believe that when the players return healthy, that we're going to go 10-5. and five. Um, We are going to get back to 500. 27-27 uh, and 27 would, are, would be our record. And then we will go 12-6. and six. To finish the season with 39 wins. Now, I think this is four, five, maybe six losses, sorry, six wins less than what we would have had had we have been healthy. Uh, you add, you know, the fact that we're in Tampa, if we're in Toronto, well, that's a whole other story. We won't go there. Uh, this is just what it is. But if we win 39 games, I predict that the New York Knicks will actually be in 7th and the Indiana Pacers will be in 8th and maybe it will be the other way around. But I think that with a 39-win season this year, we will be 6th in the East and we will match up against the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. Um, I don't know about you, but if, if that were to be the way that the season played out, I would be happy. I think I've said it before that I'm quite content playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Do I think we'll win that series or do I guarantee we'll win that series? I don't guarantee it. But I do think that uh, I would favor us. I might even put money down (laughs) uh, if we're healthy. Who knows what will happen in the buyout market? That could, uh, you know, increase the number of wins uh, or just increase uh, our chances against the Milwaukee Bucks, depending who we pick up. Last night's game, I think, was most frustrating. If we wanted to zero in on the game last night against the Chicago Bulls, who were at home playing us uh, on, an, on yet another back-to-back, I believe our ninth back-to-back of the season. What was most frustrating about this game is that Terrence Davis got the starting role. Now, this has happened before in the season, and I haven't been really excited about it. There's a number of reasons why, but just from uh, on court, his performance this year as a player, I don't think he's deserved it. And I know we're trying to get some more offense in our lineup. Benbury is not a, a real offensive threat. He's certainly not a shot creator. Um, he's a great cutter. Uh, and Lowry and Fred and others have found him on great cuts for easy buckets, which is fantastic. He helps create spacing. 
So I can understand the idea that maybe Terrence Davis could provide more shot creation, relieve some pressure from Norm Powell, who has basically put the scoring on his back in the last five games. Had another 32-point game last night. Um, He's been really good, averaging 19 this season. From a starting role, is averaging 23 a game. Really great stuff from Norm Powell, as I've said before. This is the beginning of his 2022 All-Star Game campaign. Uh, We'll see if that pans out. But Terrence Davis just has not deserved to be in the starting lineup. And last night, he proved that once again. The guy couldn't score 10 points. And if your whole role, the whole reason why you're on the court is to score, because we know you can't play defense at even a passable level, let alone at, at, a, at a solid level, um, you have to score. And he was, he was awful. He was awful last night. And Chicago, Chicago Bulls as a team are not a great defensive team. They're not, I'm not saying they're terrible, but they're not great. And so to limit uh, Terrence Davis to under 10 points uh, in a game where Norm Powell fought for 32, um, I, I don't know what to say about Terrence Davis. For me, I would have... I would have benched him for the season. I would have tried to figure out a way to trade him. Uh, maybe they're still trying to do that. Um, but he, he really hasn't done much for us. He had a couple great plays at the end of the Minnesota game in Minnesota. Outside of that, I can't really think of anything all that memorable. Uh, not even the pass to Boucher, despite it being on NBA Top 10. Uh, I didn't think it was that Great a play, but I guess uh, the the highlight reel uh, the other night when we played Charlotte on Saturday, I guess there wasn't that many things to look at and get excited about. And so Terrence got on the top 10 list. Uh, or maybe he, he paid the NBA uh, production team to make sure that uh, he got on the top 10 to boost his self, self-confidence or something. Anyways... So Terrence Davis not scoring, huge letdown. The other disappointing thing is other guys didn't step off up offensively. Uh, before the fourth quarter, Chris Boucher only had four points. Um, he finished with 17. I, I think a lot of that was in garbage time. But uh, if you're Chris Boucher, you can't. You can't score less than 10 points going into the fourth. If you score 10 going into the fourth and you score another 10, you score 20. All right. You know, that's... You, you've done, you know, what we hope you to do in the scenario that we're in. Uh, again, Chicago Bulls are not a great defensive team. So uh, that, was, that was difficult. Um, you know, if I'm Nick Nurse, if I'm Kyle Lowry right now, even Norm Powell, I don't know what to do except hope and pray. Get on my knees like I'm in youth group uh, to ask the Lord for his, for God's favor, (laughs) because, uh, it's painful and it shows our lack of depth. You know, if this was 2018, even if this was last year, you know, we had games where we didn't have two or three guys in the starting lineup for, for extended periods of time. I remember Pascal and Norm, Marcus Saul, 
were out for a number of games together. Uh, it could have been four, five, maybe even six games. But we had the depth uh, to be able to, you know, to make sure that we won some, some easier games. Okay, maybe we, we didn't beat the Clippers in that time. Uh, maybe we, we didn't beat Milwaukee when we were down uh, those players. But, you know, we were able to pick off games against Detroit and Chicago, against Charlotte. And yes, the Charlotte Hornets, and yes, the Chicago Bulls are improved from last year, as they should be. They've been getting these high draft picks. Something, uh, you know, should result in an increased number of wins and better play. But they're, they're really not that good. These are very winnable games for us um, in, in general. And we, we can't do it this year. We don't have the depth. And, and that sucks. Uh, and we've said it before. You know, if you're Bobby and Masai, I'm sorry. You've got to spend the money to get Surge. And that was a real letdown. And, and I'll try not, as we get close to the playoffs, to make that too big of a deal. Uh, you know, we missed a real opportunity last year in the bubble to, to make some noise and, and, and get to the finals. Um, so, we, you know, we, we've already talked about those things. You know, Surge not being with us, what happened last year. And so as we get close to the playoffs, I'll try to just focus on the present. But these types of moments where, you know, things happen, shit happens, and it doesn't pan out, you need the depth. And what we had in 2017, 2018, 2019, even last year, we had that depth. Uh, I think the other thing that, that was frustrating last night is we missed a whole bunch of layups. Kyle Lowry is literally Santa Claus on the court in the last five games. He has gift-wrapped so many easy buckets for, uh, you know, these role players, these bench guys, and they just haven't finished. You know, Baines missing bunnies and tip-ins, uh, Stanley Johnson missing easy ones. You know, it's one thing if Stanley Johnson or Bembry miss a wide-open three. I know their career has not been built on three-point shooting, and they're trying to catch up to the league that they got drafted in. Um, and, you know, when they're in university, they, you know, playing college ball, they didn't have to shoot threes. And, and they're athletic guys, great defenders, but they're not shooters. And, and they're working on that. But if they miss an open three, okay, it sucks. But you expect that. They miss a layup. Come on. They miss a dunk. That's, you know, that's not Okay. And you, and you just can't do that. You can't make uh, mistakes like that. The margin of error is just is just too thin. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's difficult stuff, you know. Um, so here we are. We're seventeen and twenty-two. Uh, we've we've got um, you know roughly thirty-four games to go. Might be thirty-three. But I, I, I think we can still make a run. I think we can still make it difficult on Indiana and New York so that we can grab the sixth seed. And I think, uh, you know, we're still well positioned should we be able to get our guys back starting Wednesday night against Detroit. Luckily, we have an extra day off. That's nice. Luckily, we don't have a back-to-back. But that's kind of where we're at. Um if any of you saw the game last night, I didn't catch it. Uh, I was watching the score, looked at the stats, watched the highlights, but Kyle Lowry got ejected last night. And the league, uh, the referees, uh, 
thin uh, skin has been super thin uh, this year. Uh, but Kyle Lowry did not deserve probably even a technical foul, let alone uh, getting a, ejected, getting a double technical. First of all, all he said was bullshit. That's what got him a technical. He was talking to his teammate, and the ref who was close to the play underneath the basket heard him say, uh, you know, guys, let's just keep working through this bullshit. And the ref teed him up. And you know what? I, Kyle Lowry's been around long enough, and I've watched him play that, and watched his language. He's not a guy who gets overly vulgar. Is he going to say, you know, shit a few times? Yeah. Uh, that happens in frustrations of a game when things aren't going well. Um, if you say, let's, you know, let's keep working through this bullshit, uh, and you're not saying it to the ref, you're set, you're not looking at him, you're looking at your teammates and he happens to overhear that. That's messed up. That that's a referee who's, who, who hasn't grown up, who hasn't mature, matured. Um, the second one was not even the guy who said the, who got the, who gave him the first technical, the guy who gave him the second technical was uh, a referee who Kyle Lowry was throwing the ball to. I think Kyle was going to get checked out of the game or there's going to be a timeout. His throw was not overhand. It was side-armed. You could tell he was looking down the court. He didn't even launch it where it didn't bounce. It bounced. And then Kyle got bounced. And that, that kind of officiating, it, it's beyond ego. It's so much insecurity. Uh, with these officials now, um, they've got the the younger refs and and the referees on a whole. Not all the refs by any stretch. A lot of the veteran refs are are still they can understand the climate which exists in the NBA, especially during a flipping pandemic, uh, and they give uh, some more liberty as they should. A guy says bullshit and a guy sidearm tosses a ball in your direction because he's, you know, he's going to be getting subbed out. Or the other ref who just called the technical is going to make the call uh, for um, the sidelines, uh, you know, game clock st statisticians uh, and operators, uh, the details of the call. Um, then Kyle sidearming, you know, a lobbing kind of pass, that doesn't get you a T in this league. Uh, if he kicks the ball in the ref's, gener in the ref's general uh, direction, if he launches the ball into the stands, uh, yeah, okay. If, if he threw the ball at the same speed he did to the ref who was on the other side of half, at the ref who is right beside him? Yeah, okay. That's deserving. You hit the ref with the ball. That's deserving of an ejection. But a lob that bounces uh, where he's just trying to get you the ball because it looks like he's either going to sub out or, you know, that ref should get the ball because he's rotating as, as the initial ref is going to explain the, the initial technical foul. Come on, guys. Um, this is Kyle Lowry's third ejection. 
And if the league suspends him for the, for the technical fa- for the ejections that he's had this season, the Indiana one, he didn't say anything that was personal about the ref. Never should have got tossed. This one never should have got tossed. Um, so yeah, that's that's a bit infuriating. Regardless, these are the little ticky tack things that exist. I guess the refs are humans too. They're dealing with a pandemic too. And as a group, they've said, nope, we're not going to take the bullshit, even though they're willing in their call making to give out bullshit. C'est la vie, right? That's, it is what it is. Um, But in general, you know, I think this really comes down to, this game last night really comes down to a difficult schedule in a difficult scenario. There's nothing more norm Nick or Kyle could have done disappointing what Chris Boucher uh, in Chris Boucher's performance um, unimpressed by Terrence Davis honestly don't play him for the rest of the season on in all honesty he doesn't give you any offense in in a consistent way um, and he he laid a he laid an egg last night um, four points I think he had he might have had six he's in the starting role you can't do that uh, as 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 a guy who can only you know play offense he's not even a defender um yeah if this has been overly negative you know how zaya feels before <laughs> before uh, a pod with me i can get like this i can get a bit of grumpy bear um but you know what the sun is shining i'm going to shake this off probably uh as quickly as kyle shook it off I uh, don't know about Nick. I think he takes these these losses a little more harsh. But uh, I'm still optimistic. I'm still feeling okay. But we are sending out an SOS. Hope everyone's well. Be good to yourselves. Be gracious to yourselves and, and those you live with. Uh, be safe. And we'll talk after the, the Detroit game Thursday morning for morning devotions. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.